ambiance of the He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. 
His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you. Good evening, welcome to BCF and our Wednesday night refreshing service. You're about to get refreshed and blessed. So Father, we give you thanks and praise for stretching forth your hand to heal and to touch and to do great and mighty things. And we give you all the glory and all the praise for you alone are worthy in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. It was your cross. 
King forever. And with the crown of gold, you became.
Heavenly Father. We thank you for your manifested presence in this place. Lord, we love you, and you love us, and you will manifest yourself to us. We thank you for showing up in glory and in power and in goodness with an abundance of grace. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Just begin to give God the high praise. Hallelujah to your holy name. Oh, we bless your holy name in this place, Lord Jesus. This house is Palmyra. Meeting with the kingdom of God. Oh, we give you glory and honor and praise. We raise our voice to the most high God. To the captain of the host of the army of the Lord. speak to your people. She had to kia shati akate o ehe akashati akata kia o shapa papa bahe o naha kia shata pakia o tia 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 kia tokaha get deeper in my presence get deeper in my flow watch what will happen and watch how you grow for my river is flowing from my throne room and it's flowing everywhere bringing life wherever it goes get into its flow let the waters cover you come out deeper take me by the hand i will show you great and mighty things hallelujah amen 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 you may have your seats thank you signature worship team what a phenomenal job they do glory to god Well, we are so glad that you're here tonight. You know, it's good to be under the spout where the glory comes out. We have a fountain that will never run dry. (laughs) God will never lack supply. Hallelujah. just want to let you know some things. Uh, On Sunday, July 2nd, 
We're going to have a uh, missionary. Andrew and Ann Taylor are going to be with us. Uh, they have a ministry called the Apt Foundation. And uh, they uh, have a Bible school in Fiji, one in Indonesia, a ministry in India, and uh, they also are connected to Australia. And so they, they live in uh, four different parts of the world every year. So uh, they're going to be with us July 2nd on Sunday. And uh, our commission club has an ongoing fund as we are going to touch India as I minister in uh, two Bible schools there and uh, in another place. And then at the end of the year, uh, I'm going to Liberia. Never been there before. I've been to Sierra Leone, which is right next to Liberia. And uh, we are conducting a leadership uh, conference and crusades in the evening. And uh, we're, we're going to, um, I think it's a three or four day uh, conference. And uh, we are supplying the food for the ministers and uh, things that come there. So, uh, hallelujah. And uh, just ask the Lord what he would like you to do to help support that work. And then uh, when I get back from India, Dr. Fiona is going to be going to Guyana. So, uh, a lot going on this year. Amen? But you're in a good growing place. You're in a place that has good ground. And I just want to encourage you as you give, you know, God will bless you for it. Amen? You know, you could work and earn money, but you'll never equal the multiplication factor by giving to the Lord. Right? And uh, I mean... When you think of the little boy who gave his lunch, right, uh, two fish, five loaves, that was, God multiplied that to feed fifteen to 20,000 people with leftovers. So if you think about how much the two fish and the loaves were multiplied because he got it into the hands of Jesus, amen, it was significantly multiplied. And uh, I could just see that little boy going home with 12 baskets. He had to get 12 wagons, <laughs> right? Hallelujah. Well, you can give any time during the service. And if you're watching online, thank you for watching and tuning in. And uh, you can give uh, online as well. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful and thankful for the generous spirit of your people here at VCF. And I thank you, Lord, that the givers and their gifts are extremely blessed. They're highly favored. And they greatly prosper in all that they do. And Lord, you take care of them wherever they are. And you watch uh, their fields from the beginning of the year to the end of the year to make sure that they have more than enough. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise. Everybody said? Amen. 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 All right, we have a good group of uh, kids tonight. So we're going to dismiss our kids to their kids' life, kids living in faith every day. So kids, teachers, have a good one. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I just want to uh, let you know of a word that it's a buzzword of VCF. Everybody say reach. And it's an acronym that God gave me. The R stands for release God's love into our community. 
E, encourage everyone everywhere with the gospel. A, announce glad tidings and activate God's power. C, call those to come to the truth and to church. You know, get people to the truth first, then they can come to church. Amen. And uh, H, help people discover Jesus. So this is, we want to reach out into our community. Amen? Amen. Say, it's within my reach. There's people that you know, people that you associate with, people that uh, are in your sphere of influence. And guess what? You're there so that you can reach out to them. Amen? So I just want to encourage you to reach out and uh, touch someone with Jesus. Glory to God. Well, you ready for the word tonight? Boy, there's a flow going tonight. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. And we're going to look at verse uh, 25. Tonight, as our refreshing waters flow, we're going to talk to you about the right path. Everybody say the right path. God has a path for every one of us that he has laid out and that he guides us on. So we're going to see if you're on the right path tonight. And uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, it says, There is a way that seems right unto man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Guess what? If you follow man, you will end up uh, in death. But if you follow Jesus, you will end up in life. There is a way that seems right to a man. Well, it seemed right to me. It seemed good to me. But did you run it by God? Did you get God's approval or man's approval? Did you get the Spirit's leading or your flesh leading. There is a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, other translations say it leads to death. There is a way. There is a path. There is a, a direction. And uh, the path you choose determines your destination. Amen? You know, if I was going to uh, visit Baltimore... There would be a certain direction that I would have to go. There would be a, a certain journey that I would have to take. I can't just uh, pick and choose which way I want to go. I mean, yeah, sure, maybe there's different ways to get there, but there's a certain direction that I would have to follow. Amen? Like, I couldn't just head north and get to Baltimore. I'd be like, where's Baltimore? I'd be like, Bugs Bunny, I should have taken a left at Albuquerque. See, there are things that seem right to us, but if we don't bring it before God, if we don't get God's uh, insight, God's wisdom on it, then it's just going to lead to death. God is the only one that can get you to life. There's only one author of life, and his name is Jesus. You can't get life from any other place, from any other person. Okay? So, you were created to know God personally. Isn't that awesome? Every one of us 
We can know God on a personal level. He can be your God. Amen? He's my God. He can be your God. Right? And we have to, we have to take God personally. Right? He's not just some God out there. No, he's my God. He's my daddy. He's my father. Amen? Jesus is my king. The Holy Spirit is my helper. God's a personal God. Did you know that Jesus put on your shoes and walked this earth? Oh, I'm the only one that feels this way. No, you're not. Jesus was there, done it, and got the t-shirt. Amen? And God has a path for you. His path contains his plans. And his path has his power. And his path has his presence. You know, if you're on the wrong path, you're not going to have the presence of God. If you're on the wrong path, you're not going to experience the power of God. Why? You've got to get on the right path. Amen? And the right path is found in the Lord. Now let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 16. The book of Psalms, chapter 16. Glory to God. How many want to be on the right path? The right path begins with knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The right path begins with you accepting that and confessing him as Lord. That puts you on the right path. That is like the toll booth of the right path, but it's free. Amen. You don't have to pay. Jesus paid all the tolls for you. Glory to God. Now, I'm not a person who likes going on turnpikes. I mean, yeah, if I have to, I will, but I, I, I like my freedom to choose. I like to be able to get off where I want to get off, right? I don't, ha- I don't like, the- when I'm on the turnpike, I feel like one of those rats in a circle, you know? Or the little hamsters, right? They're, they got those tubes and they got the, 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 the wheels that they, they run on, right? And, and I feel constricted, and I feel like I'm, I'm locked into something that I don't get to choose. And then you've got to pay to drive on it. I like roads that are free. Amen. Jesus made it free for us. Glory to God. He paid the charge. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, verse 11. Notice this. You will show me the path of life. Everybody say, there's a path of life. And if there's a path of life, there must be a path of death. Okay? He says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is a little joy. Fullness of joy. I'm telling you there's more joy than you can handle. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. The path of life is a course, a manner, a highway, a journey. Right? And uh, God, God knows this path. And he will show you this path. He shows me the path of life. Which path do I have to take? He will show you the path of life. See, he, he, he knows it. He already, he, he created, he built it, he paved it, right? And his presence goes on it. Hallelujah. 
So he shows you this path, and uh, it's being with God. It's a path of life. It's a path to heaven. Amen? The path of life is an endless, immortal, victorious, blessed life. You know, the path of life, we're not in heaven yet, right? But we have victory rest stops. We have blessed service stations where we can pull in and we can get filled up and we can find rest so that we can continue on our journey. Amen? You know, for tonight's purpose, VCF is a filling station. Maybe you've been running on empty. You can come in and get tanked up. Because as you go on your journey, you use fuel. Right? And there's places where you have to fill up in. This is one of those places. And the filling is free. And you'll get so full it'll come out your mouth and ears and eyes and everything. Hallelujah. This path is following the purposes of God. Go to Proverbs 15.24. Proverbs 15.24. Notice what the Bible says. The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. How many are glad that the path that you're on doesn't take you to hell, it takes you out of hell? Glory to God. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 13. Matthew 7, verse 13. He says, Enter in, <clears throat> enter in at the straight gate, or the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. You know, the path of destruction is very easy to find, And there's a lot of people on it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But then he says this. And many there be which go there in verse 14. Because straight is the gate or narrow is the way which leads to life. And few be that find it. Out of this world, what, there's 7, 8 billion people? How many of those people... In the world today, know Jesus. Everyone in this world that doesn't know Jesus, they're on that broad way to destruction. But there's less people that know Jesus that are on the narrow way. Amen? And we're part of the people that are on the narrow way. Say, I'm on the narrow way. Because that way leads to life. See, it's narrow because you've got to make a choice. See, it's narrow because there's only one way to get on that path, and that's through Jesus. You can't climb up a mountain to get to that path. You can't buy your way into that path. You can only have a relationship with Jesus to get on the path of life, to get on the narrow way that leads to life. 
So you have to choose Jesus. Jesus already chose us, but we have to choose him and thank God that you chose him. Amen. That's why it's narrow, because you have to make a conscious decision that you're going to make Jesus Christ your Lord. Then you got to live like him. Amen. You can't look the the path of life is not the autobahn. You can't just go as fast as you want to. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to visit that autobahn someday, maybe. (laughs) Glory to God. See, there is a path of life. Now, God's path is not a dull, boring path, where, but it's a path where you're filled with exceedingly joy. Exceeding gladness, joyfulness, mirth, pleasure, and rejoicing. You, listen, the path that God has you on, you're not going to get bored. You're not going to find, this is really boring. No, the path of God is excitement. The path of God has fire. The path of God has joy. The path of God has peace. It has everything about the kingdom of God on it. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Do you know, since I met the Lord, I do not regret meeting the Lord. I do not regret serving God. You know, and he had me on a path. He took me out of Illinois. And he, that's where I met the Lord. Then he brought me to Oklahoma. Then he brought me back to Illinois. Then he brought me to Cleveland, Tennessee. Then he brought me to Pennsylvania. Amen? And I'm still on the path that God has for me. I'm following that path. See, because my journey's not done yet, so I'm, I gotta still, I gotta stay on the path. You know, I don't want to get to the right or to the left. I want to stay on the path. I want to stay in the middle of the road. You know, there's a ditch on either side of the road, so you want to stay in the middle of the road. How many of you want to stay on the path that God has for you? You know, God chose you to be on this path. It's a privilege to be on this path. Amen. You're part of a special club to be able to be on this. Uh, path. You've got a Christ path, path to go on this path. Amen? Hallelujah. On this path, this path contains more joy than you can handle. It's plenteous and abundance with joy. Fullness of joy. He will show you the path of what? Life. He's not going to show you the path of pain. He's not going to show you the path of death. He's going to show you the path of life. Any pain that you experience on the path is temporary. You weren't meant to live in pain. You were meant to live free. And God can heal your pain. God can heal your broken heart. He can bind up your wounds. Any, any brokenness or uh, thing that you experience on the path, you can be healed of it. It can be bound up. You can be fixed. You can be whole. You can be restored on the path. But stay on the path. Look at your neighbor and say, stay on the path. See, because what the enemy will do, he will tempt you to take an off, he'll take you to, he will tempt you to take the wrong off ramp. The enemy wants, his goal is to get you off the path that God has on you, that God has you on. That's his goal. 
He wants to distract you. You might be driving on the path and you see something glitters. But you know what? Not everything that glitters is gold. The enemy can make things look shiny, feel good temporarily, but it's a trap. And if you take that route, you could be ensnared. And you could miss your destiny. I don't want you to miss your destiny and neither does God. Amen? So in God's path, you can experience his presence and all the good things he has for you. Woo, you talk about there's refreshment on the path. There's plenty on the path. There's provision on the path. But we just got to stay on the path. Who put you on this path? God put you on this path. God designed this path for you. He designed you for this path. Amen? Along this path, you'll find purpose and peace and pleasures. Hallelujah. On this path, you will discover who you are in Christ and what you've been given. You will find your inheritance and your purpose. How many like inheritances? That means you get stuff. Amen? Say, I'm an heir, and I get God's stuff. Everything that Jesus got, you get. Why? Because you're a joint heir with him. Amen? Okay? So you discover who you are in Christ and how you can fulfill your purpose for your life. And uh, God's pleasures, you know, in his presence is fullness of joy, but at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Those, that's his goodness, his favor, and his loving kindness forever. Say goodness, favor, and loving kindness. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Whew. It's going to be so great. It's so great serving God now, but wait till we get to heaven. It's even going to be better. It's even going to be more glorious, more wonderful, more incredible. That, that words can't even accurately describe how it's going to be. But you've got to stay on the path to get there. Amen? God wants us and welcomes us to be close to him. His, notice his pleasures are at his right hand. You've got to get close to God to get from his right hand. Amen. His right hand is authority. His right hand is blessing. Hallelujah. We can take God by his hand. Glory to God. See, I'm going to stay on the right path. See, and when you get on this path, you have to be committed. It takes commitment to stay on this path. You've got to commit to live like him. You've got to commit to think like him, to behave like him, to speak like who, who's him. That's Jesus. Isn't that right? See, to be on this path, it requires you to be him. How can you be him? Because he lives in you. The Apostle Paul said, 
It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen? Can you live a different life than what you used to live? Absolutely. Glory to God. I'm telling you what, and on this path, you got a revved up supercar. Glory to God. You can take curves. You can pick up speed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You got to put your confidence and faith and trust in Jesus. If Jesus is not in front of us, we lose our confidence. You know, sometimes we can get ahead of God. We get so wrapped up in our things that we don't seek God every time for what he wants. You know, David was a skilled warrior. And there were times when David was about to fight a battle, but he would inquire of the Lord. And he would win. But there were times when he didn't inquire of the Lord and he didn't do so good. Amen? How many know that just because you fought a battle the same one time, that doesn't mean you fight the same way every time? You've got to see God as how he wants to uh, uh, defeat this enemy now. Amen? You know, God has different strategies. God has different ways of doing things. He might tell you you have too many people on your side. You might need to narrow it down some to like 300. Amen? When, if you're going to fight with 300 men and fight 100,000 soldiers, you're going to need God on your side. Amen? But that was God's strategy. You know, God's strategy to take Jericho was to march around it six days, once every day, but on the seventh day, march around it seven times, and on the seventh time, blow the trumpet and shout. That's a weird strategy, but it worked. Amen? You know, Jehoshaphat had a strategy that he was going to send out praisers before the warriors. That's a weird strategy, but it worked. They didn't have to lift up their, they didn't have to unsheath their sword. All they had to do was they showed up to the battlefield and the enemy was dead. They just had to spend three days gathering the spoil. So on this path, you've got you to get God's design for what he wants to do. Amen? When we stay on the path with Jesus, because our direction determines our destination, you've got to have a certain direction to get to where God wants you to be. Every river is different except in one thing. Some rivers are slow. Some rivers are deep. Some rivers are shallow. But there's one thing that's the same about every river. It ha- every river has one direction. It, it has a current and a flow. And you just have to get in the boat. The boat is the Holy Spirit. And he's the one who guides you with the current, with the flow, right? The boat is Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, he's, he's the rudder. He guides your raft to the flow. He helps you avoid the rocks. And you just get in the boat and let him take you where he wants to go. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. In order to stay on this path, 
you're going to need some determination. You're going to have to make up your mind that you're going to follow Jesus no matter what. You know, there was a time (laughs) Jesus was at the Last Supper and he was telling his disciples what was going to be happening to him and how they were going to scatter and they were going to be gone. And Peter stood up. He says, though everyone leaves you, I'm just paraphrasing, I'll never leave you. (laughs) And Jesus is in his mind thinking, yeah, you're you're going to deny me three times. Right? The person who stood up and said, I'll never leave you, ended up denying knowing Jesus three times. So you're going to have to have some determination. Everybody say determination. You're going to have to have some dedication to stay on this path. You're going to have to have some commitment. Amen? You know, good things of God require these things. You're going to have to have some sacrifice. Oh, sacrifice. Oh, no. Jesus had to go to the cross. That was the sacrifice. Amen? What you sacrifice for God, you end up winning more. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, if you leave houses, father, mother, sister, brethren, for my sake, you're going to reap a hundredfold in this lifetime. You will never outgive God. Anything that you sacrifice for God that he asks you to sacrifice, you'll never lose. God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Did Abraham lose? No, he gained. Mary sacrificed a box of oil worth a year's wage. Was it a loss? No, it was a gain because she saw the resurrection of her brother from the dead. Anything that you sacrifice for God, you will not lose, you will gain. Solomon sacrificed a thousand bulls, and he asked for wisdom, and he got riches and honor as a bonus. That's pretty good, amen? To stay on the path, you're going to have to have some humility. What's humility? Trusting in God alone and nothing else. In order to stay on the path, you're going to have to have some willingness. You've got to be willing and obedient to eat the good of the land. Amen? To stay on this path that God has you on, you're going to have to choose spirit over flesh. You're going to have to say no to some fleshly things so that you can say yes to some spiritual things. Amen? To stay on this path, you're going to have to have a listening and a hearing ear. You're going to have to hear the voice of God because that's the only guidance system that's going to work to keep you on this path. Mm. To stay on this path, you're going to have to have some unflinching resolve. You're going to have to stand trusting God even when you don't understand things, when you don't know what's happening, when you don't know why, and you just know God. unflinching resolve to stay on this path you're going to have to have some unwavering faith you know faith doesn't waver a waver is someone who doubts they hold the two opinions the bible says a person who wavers doesn't get anything from god so you're gonna have to have some unwavering faith to stay on this path you're going to have to have a steady pace a steady pace that means you're going to have to follow the lord He's not following you, you're following him. 
Amen? That means you get the direction. You get the way from him. Glory to God. Are you hearing me tonight? Hallelujah. The path you choose will either bring you to your goal or take you away from your goal. You get to choose the path. God has a path for you. And if you find, if, when you connect with God, you find his path. But he doesn't force you on that path. He gives you a choice. You can take this path or not. I heard the testimony of one preacher. I forget who it was. But uh, he was running from God. So he joined the Navy. He was running from God. But you know what? God's in the Navy. I don't care how far you think you can run from God. You can't run from God. He's everywhere. Finally, he kept running. God showed this minister a picture. He showed him a coffin or a pulpit. And he said, you choose. Well, let me think. I'll choose the pulpit. That's a wise man. Amen. But those were two paths. God didn't force him on the right path. He gave him the choice. He showed him the picture. Hey, this is a... He, he, uh, look at Deuteronomy 30:19 for a second. Oh, yeah. I, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I've set before you life or death, the blessing or the curse. He said, you choose life. He doesn't force you what to choose. He doesn't tell you. I mean, he doesn't force you into choosing. He gives you the option. You can choose life or you can choose death. You can choose the blessing or you can choose cursing. But it's your choice. Say, it's my choice. So consider wisely the path that you're taking. Because there's a path of death and there's a path of life. And here's what the enemy does. He makes the path of death look like the path of life, but he can't keep up the facade for long. But sometimes you're too far on the path of death, it's hard to turn around. But guess what? You can turn around. Amen? The path of death has many U-turns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, here are some things. There are two paths. There's the wrong paths, and there's the right path. All right? Wrong paths will destroy you. If you're addicted to things that are not good for you, it will destroy you. But you can be free from your addiction. Any addiction. Amen? Leading an out-of-balance life can cause you to travel down the wrong path. You know, God's a God of balance. He's a God of order. You know, God, he, he balances scales. Amen? His blood outweighs your sin. But God has balanced scales. He has fair measures. All right? So here are some paths to avoid. I mean, you know, if you're going to get on the right path, you want to know what to avoid. Right? So these are just a summary of things. I'm going to give you the scripture and I'm going to tell you the summary of it, okay? Psalm 1 1. 
There is a path of sin. The Bible says avoid it. Say the path of sin. Okay, that's Psalm 1-1. Psalm 36-4. There's a path that's not good where you don't reject evil. If you don't reject evil, that's not good. That's the wrong path. All right, Psalm, that's Psalm 36.4. Psalm 81.12. There is a path of your own counsel or your own doing. You know what they sing in hell? I did it my way. It's true. What sends a person to hell? Rejecting Jesus. That's it. Rejecting Jesus, okay? Path to avoid. Proverbs 1.15. There's a, the Lord warns us against the wrong path. The wrong path. Avoid the wrong path. Proverbs 4.14. Do not enter the path of the wicked, nor go the way of evil. Do not enter the path of the wicked. All right? Proverbs 4.27. Turn your foot from evil. Stay focused. You got to be focused. Focus is required to stay on the right path. Proverbs 5, 5 and 6. The path of immorality is aimless, unstable, and leads to death. And really, you could tie Proverbs 7 with that about the immoral woman. Talking about uh, she is out on the street and she's, uh, you know... Everybody knows what that is, right? So if, if you're heading down an immoral path, you're on the wrong path. Wake up and turn around because you're going to be destroyed. Don't worry. I'm going to give you a good path. We've got, to get the, we've got to avoid the bad paths. All right? Proverbs 28.10. When someone leads the upright on a wrong path, it will cause you to fall in a pit. If you lead someone astray, you're the one that's going to be falling into a pit. Just like Haman built a pit for Mordecai, but Mordecai was righteous. And Haman, I mean, he didn't build a pit, he built a gallows. He got hung, Haman got hung on the gallows that he built for Mordecai. Because Mordecai chose the righteous path, and on the righteous path, there's God's protection. And when the enemy comes to destroy you, if you're on the right path, you got God's protection, the enemy can't touch you. He can't touch you. MC Hammer with the big pants. You can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. (laughs) Okay. Romans 3.16. There are paths of destruction and misery. Paths of destruction and misery. Now, mind you, some people choose their own path, okay? Psalm 107, verse 17. The way of rebellion is the wrong way. Rebellion is the wrong path. Avoid that path, okay? Psalm 119, 29. Falsehood and unfaithfulness. Remove me from the way of falsehood and unfaithfulness. Those are wrong paths. Okay? Psalm 119, 101. 
I have restrained my my feet from every evil way, and I keep your word. Exercising self-restraint. Not, listen, evil can't force you to get on its path. The devil can't make you do anything, but he offers you ideas, thoughts, and suggestions. That's all he can do. But you make the choice. He, he doesn't physically make you. He can't get you in a headlock and make you. But he presents the scenario. He makes it as good as he can make it look. But you don't know what you're getting into until you're into it. Okay? And then finally, Psalm 101 verse 3. Seeing the wrong thing, putting the wrong thing before your eyes will cause you to get off the right, right path. It will cause you to miss the right place. Having, looking at the wrong thing, having the wrong thing in your sights. Why? Because what your eyes are focusing on, that's what you're going to do. Amen? Say, I'm avoiding the wrong path. Say, I'm going to get on the right path. Oh, you guys must be go to BCF. You guys are smart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay? How about some paths to follow? Paths to follow. Proverbs 10:17 The right path of life is filled with instruction, correction, wisdom and blessing. Now here's the thing, when you ignore or refuse correction, that gets you off the path. But the right path is filled with correction, instruction and wisdom. Hallelujah. Oh look, Wisdom, 10 miles. Let's turn off there. Okay? Psalm 18, verse 36. There is an enlarged path with security and traction. The Bible says God enlarges your path and he makes your foot so you won't slip. It's a secure, you you have secure traction on an enlarged path. Hallelujah. Did you know that when you follow God... Things get bigger and bigger and bigger and better and and more blessed and more blessed. Amen? Okay. Path to follow. Psalm 2711. There is a level path that is laid with teaching God's way. A level path. That means you're not going to be at Hershey Park riding a roller coaster. You know, a level path is easier to walk on. It doesn't take as much effort to walk on a level path. God provides level paths. You know, God's a builder. He makes things level, he makes things plumb, and he makes things firm. He's a firm foundation. All right? Isaiah 26, 7, the way of the righteous is a smooth and level path. Smooth. Smooth like a roller rink. Smooth. You know why it's smooth? So you can glide. You get in the spirit and you can glide. Amen? That's a good path. These are paths to follow. Proverbs 4, 12, there is a clear path where you won't stumble or be impeded. It's clear. It's clearly marked. You don't have to cut through jungle. 
It's not a hidden path. It's clear. It's easily seen by those who are connected to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4.12. Jeremiah 33.19, I think. I had a little typo, so I'm not sure. God has a straight path for you to keep you from stumbling. You won't stumble on God's path. Amen? Hallelujah. How about 2 Corinthians 6.13? The the apostle said we put no obstructions of the gospel. It's an obstruction-free path when you do what's right. When you do what's right, you remove obstructions from your path. That's 2 Corinthians 6.3. You know, John prophesied in the wilderness. He said, prepare the way of the Lord and make straight his path. He prepared that. Glory to God. You know, when you got Jesus, it's straight. Hallelujah. All right? Psalm 37.23 There is a path that is directed by the Lord, and he delights in it. Psalm 37, 23. It's directed by God. God's got some lights. It's his word. You know, like, uh, how many's ever uh, flown in a plane and you land? They guide the planes with the lights, right? They're telling where that plane to land, where that plane to park, Right? So you just follow the light. Right? The path of God. It's directed by him and he delights in your path. When you, oh my goodness, it takes faith to get on the right path. But when you're on the right path, God takes delight in you. He delights in you. Hallelujah. Someone say amen. Amen. Psalm 1-6, the Lord knows and approves the way of righteousness. Known and approved. Listen, you can trust God because he's been there. He not only built the path, he designed it. He knows what's on it from beginning to end. The enemy can't surprise him on the path. Amen? He knows it. He's been there, done it. So you can trust him. Hallelujah. Psalm 97:11. It's an illuminated path. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 119:105. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many has ever been in a place where there was pitch darkness? When we were in Kenya, Steve Hoffman and I we were ministering at this church, right? But outside the church, there were no lights. And we had to travel like 50 feet. So we were using our phones. But you know what? The phone has a limited thing. It only lights where you're going to step. It doesn't light the whole path, but you've got to take one step at a time. And it lights the path. Amen. This is what God, his word is a lamp to my feet, but a light to my path. You got to follow the light. You know, doesn't the Bible say walk in the light as he is in the light? Amen. 
that's taking one step at a time with the Lord leading, guiding, and directing you. Hallelujah. But there's enough light to see where you're going to step so you don't stumble, so you don't trip, so you don't fall. The light of God. Hallelujah. Mm. Psalm 119.35, it says, God's commands make up his path like a brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Right? Just follow the yellow bricks and you get to the wizards. What happens if I get off the yellow brick road? You meet flying monkeys and witches that will kill you. The path of God is paved with his commands. Command, 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 command. I'm walking in the word. I'm walking in his commands. That's what following the path of God means. Every command is like a brick. On a brick, remember, how many's ever seen brick roads? Right? People had to lay those bricks one by one, and they made a road out of it. Hallelujah. You know, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. So light increases as you stay on the path. Hallelujah. Psalm 139, verse 3. The Lord scrutinizes your path. He's concerned about your direction. He's watching over it to make sure that you're, you're going the right way. You're going the way that you're supposed to go. You're doing what you need to do. He scrutinizes it. He watches it. He's, he's, he's watching out for you. Amen? That's being on the right path. Hallelujah. Psalm 32, verse 8. The Lord instructs and teaches you in the way that you should go. Everybody say instruction and teaching. God set up this church to instruct and teach people in this area about inheritance and purpose and all kinds of other things that are included. Amen? But you're not here, I mean, you're not here just to hear it. You're here to hear it and then do it. Put it into practice in your life. Amen? This is the right path. Hallelujah. Proverbs 2.7 the Lord is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the paths of justice. Boy, some people in this country have gotten off that path. Amen? But, guard, but God guards the path of justice. That's Psalm uh, 1832, or uh, Psalm Proverbs 2 7. Proverbs 2 9 says, A good path is made up of righteousness, justice, and integrity. You want to get on the, on the right path? Righteousness, justice, and integrity. Amen? Liars can't get on that path. Cheaters can't get on that path. Because it's righteousness, justice, and integrity. That's the path of God. That's the path that he wants us to walk in. Can you say amen? Um, hallelujah. Isaiah 43, 16. Pull this one up. Isaiah 43, 16. This is interesting. Thus says the Lord 
who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. He's got a path of deliverance out of trouble that the world doesn't know about, that the world can't go on, but it's reserved for believers, those who are walking the right path. How did they get to that place? God heard, uh, God spoke to Moses, said, go to, to Egypt, deliver my people. Moses went in, performed miracles, delivered the people, and there they were before the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. And God had a path. It was a hidden path that he made he, he, he showed Moses the path because of a stick in his hand. Can you imagine that? Moses didn't know that he was carrying the key to the path all the whole while. God, Moses said, God help us. He said, what's in your hand? Right? Isn't that right? He said, lift it up. Okay. Oh, look, the waters are parting. Oh, my gosh. And guess what? They walked through on dry ground And there wasn't even a footprint left of them. The enemy could not follow them. Hallelujah. God will give you a path of deliverance. In the New Testament, he says, there's no sin except which is common to man. But out of every sin, out of every temptation, God gives you a way of escape. He gives you a path out. There's always a way out of sin. You don't have to give in to sin. God always gives you a way out. Say, there's always a way out. God promises us that there's a way out of sin. I couldn't help myself. No, you didn't take the path. Even Air Force One has an escape pod for the president. If the president is ever in danger, they have a pod that he can escape on. Amen? God's got a pod of escape from sin. There's always a way out of sin. You don't have, it's a path. You don't have to go down that path. I mean, even Star Wars, there's a path that leads to darkness, the dark path. May the force be with you. No, may the Holy Ghost be with you. The Holy Ghost is the force. Steven Spielberg, rewrite it. Hallelujah. All right. Hmm. Go to Matthew 4.19 for a minute. Look at Matthew 4.19. Are you getting something out of this tonight? Notice what he told his disciples. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Everybody say follow me. Do what I do. Go where I go. Be what I am. Say what I say. Follow me. He, he, gave, he just said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And these people fo- started following Jesus, and they didn't even know where they were going. They just were following Jesus. How many know? They got to their destination. They got on the right path. Amen. They followed Jesus, and they got to where they needed to be. They got to where God created them to be, where God called them to be. Hallelujah. Follow me. That's, that's a loaded two words. He didn't say follow a philosophy. He didn't say follow a thought. He said follow me, a person who was a human being and God all in one. Follow me. 
I know where I'm going. Why? Because I've been there. I created it. I know what it's about. Just follow me. we got to set our eyes on Jesus, and we got to follow Jesus. If you're depressed, follow Jesus, and you'll find joy. If you're lost, follow Jesus, and you'll find your way home. Hallelujah. If you're weak, follow Jesus, and you'll get strong. You'll get strong. If you're sick, follow Jesus and you'll get healed. Hallelujah. Follow me. Follow me. Why? I'm going somewhere. I'm doing something. Follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. Peter's like, well, I know how to fish for fish, but I never fish for men. What kind of bait do I use? Right? Do I cast my net on them? No, you preach the word to them. That's how you catch men. Share the gospel with them, the good news with them. You want to catch men? Men use the bait of good news. If you want to be a good fisherman, use good news. You don't, you don't even have to buy it in Walmart. Or there, there's a place in Ephrata. It says, we have worms and hot lunch. They do it on purpose because it makes you think, like, huh? Don't know if I want to eat there. Or I, I went to a truck, st- a truck stop in Indiana. It said, this was their sign. It said, eat food and get gas. I don't know about that. That's two things that are too close together. True, I saw that sign at the truck stop. Can I just have the food without the gas, please? Did you know that the Lord invites everyone to get on the right path? He gives an invitation. Who did Jesus say he was? I am the way. I am the way maker. I am the path. I am hallelujah. When you follow Jesus, you can't go wrong. Go to Matthew chapter 19. And I'm almost done. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 21. Matthew 19 verse 21. The story of the rich young ruler. Here's what Jesus said to him. If you will be perfect. How many want to be perfect? Oh, you can't be perfect. Jesus was. Can I be like Jesus? Then I can be perfect. Everybody say, I can be perfect. Say, I can be perfect. Say, I can be perfect. Why? Because your model, your standard, and your example is perfect. And he gave you the right to be like him. Ooh, that's messing with some people. (laughs) I don't know if I can say that. I'm saying it with my mouth, but I'm thinking something different in my mind. Okay? Jesus said, if you will be perfect, go and sell what you have, sacrifice, give to the poor, and you shall have treasure, everybody say treasure, in heaven, and come and follow me. Did you know that if you have asphalt in heaven, you're rich? 
Why? Streets are made of gold. <laughs> if you think treasures in heaven, they're, they're, they're far more, they're mind-blowing that we can't even think of. I mean, if God makes the, the roads out of pure gold, there's some treasures in heaven. <laughs> oh, don't, don't drive on that. It's gold. Yeah. Go ahead and drive on it. It's not going to harm it. Notice, in order to get treasures of heaven, the path of one, the perfect path, is one of discipleship, sacrifice, giving, and following, and rewards. Jesus said, if. Everybody say, if. That's conditional. Jesus wasn't forcing him to do it. He was giving him a choice. He said, okay. He asked the question, how can I uh, be a follower, right? Isn't that what, what this, this young ruler asked him? He said, uh, what can I do? Uh, he said, good master, what thing shall I do that I might have eternal life? He's the one that opened up the can of worms. Okay? Well, keep the commandments. I've done all of that. And I've got the merit badges to prove it. But see, the issue was his stuff. He loves stuff more than he loved God. And you know what? God always gets to the heart of the matter. He said, if you will be perfect, that's a path. You're not perfect now, but if you want to be, here's the path. Go and sell what you have. Give to the poor. You shall have treasure in heaven and come and what? That was an invitation to be a disciple. Did the disciples go hungry? No, because when they were hungry, Jesus multiplied fish and bread. Amen? The disciples had a hard time keeping up with Jesus. Right? But they didn't lack. They didn't miss out. They weren't disappointed. Even Peter's mother-in-law got healed because he was a follower of Jesus. See, when you follow Jesus like you should, everything else comes in line. But when you don't follow Jesus like you should, everything is chaos. Okay? Two more scriptures. Psalm 25, verse 8. Look at Psalm 25, verse 8. Did you know on God's path you can change lanes? You can change direction. Psalm 25, verse 8. Notice this. This is awesome. I love this. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he will teach sinners in the way. When a sinner wants to change his way, he can receive instruction from God to change his way. Make a U-turn, make a U-turn. God's given him instruction. Sinners can change their ways. Amen? If you're going the wrong direction, you can change your direction. You're not stuck going the wrong way. You can stop, drop, and turn around. It's called repentance. It's called turning to God. It's called making up your mind to follow Him. 
It's called saying, I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm going to follow you. God puts that in his plan. All right. Hallelujah. Go. Oh, okay. Look at verse 10. Same chapter. Psalm 25, verse 10. All the paths. Everybody say all the paths. Now, there's not many paths to God. There's one path. But notice, all the paths of the Lord are mercy, truth, and such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. All of his paths are full of good things. Amen? How many want to follow the Lord and get on the right path? You want to avoid the wrong path? You want to get on the right path. Amen? That's the right path. There's a path of healing. There's a path of victory. There's a path of overcoming. There's a path for everything. Amen? Do you know if you're lonely, God can come to you and help you? If you're having a pity party, he won't come, but he'll give you some cakes. Elijah was having a pity party. He didn't show up, but he sent him some food. Right? God's God's not a pity God. He's a triumphing, triumphing, glorifying, wonderful God. Amen? He doesn't celebrate victory. He only celebrates defeat. I mean, I'm sorry. Whoa. He doesn't celebrate defeat. He only celebrates victory. Caught myself on that. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But remember Psalm 1611. He will show you the path of life. So if you don't know it yet, he'll show it to you. And... They're in his presence, because his presence is on the path, there's fullness of joy, and there's pleasures at his right hand forevermore. So following God is a good thing. Amen? So if you want to follow God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And is there anything that you need changed for you to, to help you follow God more closely. Glory to God. You, you got to follow God like a deer.